0: A conservative CNN anchor said President Trump's wall is like porn to certain people, quote, who almost seem to have a sexual fetish for a cement wall, unquote, which explains why Mike Pence swears he's never once looked at a wall.
1: (laughs) Chris Brown is back in the U.S. after being released from police custody in Paris. I think one thing all Americans can agree on is that we need to build a wall around Chris Brown.
0: Hugh Hefner's widow, Crystal Harris, sold the home he left her for $5 million. It features five bedrooms, six bathrooms, and one incredibly horny ghost.
1: (laughs) There will be a shortage this year of Sweetheart's Valentine's candy that say little messages like, Be mine or marry me. But not to worry, the candies will be back in 2020 with messages like, You up?
0: (laughs) A 58-year-old Minnesota man was arrested after his ailing 69-year-old wife died as part of a meth-fueled death party involving hours of sex and heavy metal music after she told him she wanted to die at home instead of at a care facility. Or, you know, you could have just settled for the, so I hear you've given up bear from the Vermont Teddy Bear Company.
1: Billionaire head fund manager Ken Griffin has bought the most expensive home ever sold in the United States. So see, with a little hard work and elbow grease, you too can become an investor to screw over millions of Americans.
0: And finally, Republican political consultant Roger Stone was arrested in the early morning hour on Friday, and it was covered by CNN, who conveniently happened to be in the area now if you think that roger stone would be embarrassed by that coverage you probably haven't seen the elaborate swinger solicitation seeking quote similar couples or exceptional muscular well-hung single men unquote it's not really a joke there that's a fact the trump report starts now you're tuned in to after buzz tv
1: the espn of tv talk now
0: let the buzz begin I mean, I was interested in the personal ad, but then it said, well hung, so I did ignore it. Welcome to the Trump (laughs) Report. I'm Christian Bott, joined by Chelsea Galicia. Hello. there, And Tamara Brown. Hi. And believe it or not, uh, Scott Moore is in Dubai, so uh, apparently he couldn't make it back for us, but... um, I don't know. I'm sure he's uh, out there uh, perpetuating fake news. and Christian, ways, when but.
1: I'm not on the panel, do you keep a tally of where I am? No, and it's what's usually going on like me and... uh,
0: Santa was six. He had to pull a double, you know, something like that. We don't Ouch. usually. You're, you know, I mean Scott Moore. It's. I was just talking about it. It's like if he's not here, he's. He's in Cuba or Alaska. Now he's in Dubai. He's a man of the people. If I'm not here, I'm, you know, sick in bed in Burbank, you know, but uh, good for Scott Moore. He won't be here next week either. That's how important he is. Anyway, uh, but we're here and there's so much to talk about. Uh, You know, uh, when we were talking last week, I was convinced that, uh, you know, the shutdown might have just never ended. I just thought it was going to go on and on and on. Uh, Kind of like that uh, lamb chop song that'll never end. And uh, I I was wrong because uh, I'll admit, I was very surprised that one, it happened for me, it seems quickly, obviously, for 800,000 federal employees and people who require their services probably felt like a long time. Uh, And um, I'm also surprised at uh, just how bad President Trump came out of the whole thing. I figured he wasn't going to give up because he didn't want to look bad. Uh, Chelsea, were you surprised that it ended when it did? And uh, wh- do, you, do you think it's uh, safe to say that um, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, delivered an ass-whooping of the president?
2: <laughs> okay, so thanks for the two-part Gosh, question. We got a sound
0: effect? But
2: uh, okay, so on the first <laughs> one, am I surprised
0: that it ended? Is you know, yeah,
2: because three days before on the show last week, I was just saying the only way this is going to end is is Trump is going to blame an, another agency for saying, oh, they don't need the wall anymore or something like that. That sure. that was the only way that this was going to end, and that echoed exactly what I had said the week before that. So uh-huh. that just was like super egg on my own face. Um, I did not see it. <laughs> yeah, you're going the one down. that's embarrassed. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, that's really the takeaway from the (laughs) shutdown. Chelsea should be really embarrassed. I mean,
2: I just want to be, like, out of the trying to guess what's going to happen in the future game, because I just plain suck at it. So, um, yeah, I was really shocked. But something else that surprises me is how much credit Nancy Pelosi is getting for it, and maybe I'm missing something. And, yes, she is the leader now, And, uh, and maybe she held everyone together to not budge and and therefore the president budge or what what is it that makes her the hero of this situation because i don't know if i see it
0: uh well i don't uh, i don't i don't know that it's uh chuck schumer look she would get the blame if uh democrats gave in and even if say you know they held some kind of vote and uh, you know uh, i think that The reason why she still is where she is is I think that she's able to have the clout of saying, like, look, it's going to be tough. We're not going to be very popular. We're actually not going to be as unpopular as President Trump. Just hang in there. We can't give him this wall, especially because, you know, the shutdown started before this new Congress even started. And uh, you don't want the first thing you do to be like, oh, yeah, but you can have the wall. The thing Mm -hmm. we said you'd absolutely under no circumstances could have. Go go ahead and, and have it. Here's, you know, I mean, they, they offered a, a couple billion dollars. So I don't know. That's my thought. Uh, Tamara, do you think that uh, Pelosi's getting too much credit?
1: Um, I'm not sure. That's a good point, Chelsea. I, maybe you're right. And like the Republicans who were against it should be getting more credit. But I don't think they
2: want that sort of credit, I don't know. Who... I'm not sure the credit game is really that fruitful. Yeah, like you make yeah. Nancy Pelosi way too much of a hero. I, I get it that that no, that was a powerful no, and standing behind a no and sticking with it is pretty powerful. But that that took everybody to stay with the no.
0: I would imagine, just you know, again a hypothetical here, imagine that there was a government shutdown, President Obama, uh, over health care. Do you think Paul Ryan could have ridden it out for 35 days or whatever it was, Uh, you know? And I mean, maybe because if there was somebody in his ear that he was afraid of, he absolutely would. But I I think that Coulter would have been in his ear. Well, Ann Coulter probably would have been in his ear. And, you know, Ann Coulter is uh, apparently off the Trump train for the moment, um, much to the chagrin of uh, Newt Gingrich. Which just shows how you know for Republicans it's kind of still the mid '90s because you were still talking about Newt Gingrich and Ann Coulter and a lot of the same people. But anyway, uh, I, I so I think that obviously, like I said before, there'd be a lot of blame at Pelosi if even if the the Senate That's, was was so to blame. you might
1: as well give her so give her some right, credit for sure. For okay, but sure,
0: sure, sure. The fact that you know, uh, look, and then uh, in the Senate you did have kind of a block of Republicans that were like, yeah, you know, if you're not going to do the wall, we can't help you, you know? I, w- I was surprised that they hung in as long as the, uh, they did either. That's why I thought it was going this was going to last longer. Um, this tells me just how much he really wanted to do the State of the Union address. Uh, <laughs>
1: you know, he was just
0: sure. like, okay, uh, I, I needed it. All right, just give it to me next week, and I I know,
1: fine. I, I'm about to pose a question, and I know what Christian's answer is going to be, but I just, I want to know who was able to bend Trump's ear to to get him to understand that you have to reopen the government. You have to. Well,
0: not to put you on the spot, but say that it was Sarah Huckabee Sanders. What would that have sounded like? How would she have tried to convince him? <laughs> he doesn't him?
1: listen to her. Look, I, she... look, all I'm telling you <laughs> is the American people need to go back to work. Um, I— I, I would assume you would say that it was Ivanka that no, convinced I, him I, that. I do
0: think that she probably would have been a voice in his ear, but I do think something this significance of this significance. I think that there were multiple people, and it was probably like almost everyone was like, "No, you really need to you need to figure out a way around this." And probably the last week was spent. All right, I'm going to give in on this, but how do we craft my explanation where I try to, you know, have maybe just a little bit of egg on my face, not an entire McMuffin on my (laughs) face, um, which probably happens, I don't know, every day if I had to guess. But I think that that's really what a lot of the the time was spent because he started to sound a little bit more, you know, when he wasn't defiantly delivering a State of the Union address from the wall and maybe, or, you know, from where he wants the wall to be, or, you know, just from a wall. Maybe he would have gone to China and done it from the Great Wall, you know, because would be like, look at this wall. Can you believe it? You know, but I I think that that's my thinking is that it was, uh, you know, if if he listens to Ivana and, Ivanka and Jared, uh, you know, and uh, maybe even Eric Trump and Don Jr. I don't know who he would listen to apart from the people that I just said, because you get the impression that it isn't many people. But uh, same question to you, Chelsea. Who do you think? is capable of getting this president to back down on, on, you know, when he was so dug in on this?
2: I I, I really have actually no flipping Roger idea. Stone? Um, no. No, probably he not. Is a, he's a big border guy. I mean, the, this Roger Stone in, uh, indictment made me actually rewatch Netflix's documentary on him, Get Me Roger Stone. I was just like, again— Shocked at just yeah. who this character well, is and,
0: and and we we will definitely talk about him next. Um, so there were uh, there's a little bit of feedback in the chat. Uh, Caroline Spencer or probably just Caroline Spencer. Uh, I wasn't surprised that the shutdown ended, but she thought that he would give up. He just thought that Congress would have had to make it happen. And uh, he says, yes, Nancy Pelosi did kick his ass. So she's getting, <laughs> she's getting okay. the. Uh, There's the, the
1: definitive answer. Yeah. There we go. Thank that's you, why, Caroline. That's
0: why we go to the chat.
1: Um, but do we think that it cost the American people $11
2: billion? Eleven. I heard eight, but that we'll get it all back. You know what? I I, for three. I, I
0: I bet that it's probably eleven now, and then when they do the the last of the bean counting, it'll be like fifteen. Well, billion. because that's
1: what the what is it? The CF B, CFO the CBO CBO said that that the that it was. But then this st- this statement from the White House today was that there's no way to possibly determine what it could have. Co- I mean, obviously they're going to refute that. But I the cost, how ironic that the cost of the shutdown is more expensive than what he was asking He could have two wall. walls.
0: Yeah. De- well, you know, you at least or, reasonably or, or, two walls.
1: Or, or a Game of Thrones twice as high massive wall.
0: Wait a minute. Now you're onto something. Uh, A uh, very biased comment from our Scott Brown. Uh, Call it what you want. Pelosi didn't fold to Trump's stupid idea, much like his administration has to do when he claims something and they are tasked with proving or defending it. So uh, there seems to be a very uh, one-sided slant in here. And Storchard Resident, I know that you're watching, or at least you were watching at the beginning of the show. I want to know how you feel about the fact that he did reopen the government or allow the government to be reopened without getting his wall, because I do know how important that is. Uh, storage yard resident, by the way, who also wanted to make sure, uh, tying into our next topic that we know that there is a legal defense fund for Roger Stone. So, uh, thank you for making sure I knew that. We've
1: all contributed to it. Yes.
0: Don't worry. I, yeah, I, I, you know, look, I'm more looking out for Jerome Corsi just because, uh, he was always a, a guest on uh, the radio show I did because he was just the most fascinating crackpot. And, uh, kind of a delightful eccentric he's a friend of Roger Stone's and uh I think that that's probably what led to the actual arrest is uh Jerome Corsi's testimony of like I ain't going to jail um <laughs> but anyway uh th- so here's where we're at with this now we have three weeks from when the government reopened uh to actually make some kind of deal or Trump is going to shut it down again um, or so he claims... Yeah, that's my question. Is I, he claims... I don't think he would do it in, in three weeks' time, but five, six weeks, if he's really not happy, I think that he is willing to do it, but he really... I, I think he doesn't... He knows that he got he got the blame for... The majority of the blame for that. Uh, so my question to you first, Tamara, how long do you think President Trump can go... Without getting the same deal that he wanted uh, before, he's like, "All right, shut it down again."
1: Hmm. Good question. Well,
0: that's a first. I guess
1: it depends. You know what? It depends on his polling numbers. It's H- true. I mean, he was declining. His base was was declining a little bit. Uh, oh, even though he tweeted that he's up nineteen percent with Hispanics, he loves to. Uh, throw out how he's doing with minorities. Do
0: they prefer to not be called Hispanics, by the way, or am I wrong about that? Uh, I, as I'm sorry say, to just look right I, at you, Chelsea, but is person, that not I, the preferred yeah, uh, terminology? By some,
2: that. it's offensive, yeah, because it, it's, those it's are meaning of, they from Spanish descendants yeah, so it, and they're it's not Yeah, it's sort awesome. of like
0: Oriental, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, obviously not for the same reason, because that's just, yeah. But geographically, it's incorrect, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, of course... He would be, um, you know, uh, behind the times. On the- when he's like, look at how inviting I am to.
1: Well, whenever he the thing of it is, is like when he the the speech, um, uh, the speech that he gave on what, uh, January sixth um, or seventh was it, and he talked about how uh, illegal immigration hurts jobs for for minorities, and it's every time he mentions mine, I'm getting off topic here no, on a tangent, but that's but I all right. feel like yeah. every time he mentions minorities, it just shows what a gross misunderstanding he has about why minorities are not supporting him. He thinks that as long as he claims that you know he's creating jobs for African Americans and Latinos that, that's a win but he doesn't realize that every literally every other thing he does is completely disparaging and uh you know promoting division and hate and white supremacy like he's not aware that he is completely promoting white supremacy (laughs) like um but anyway getting off topic there you were saying uh what how long until he would shut it down again i think it depends on once he if if his numbers go up again and he's feeling a little more more confident then he's happy to boom he's happy like he said he's happy to shut the government down he'll be happy to do it in a heartbeat as soon as he's got uh a little bit higher numbers again which he will probably
0: Right. I mean, after, uh, you know, the State of the Union address was originally scheduled for tonight, uh, we only have to wait one extra week. So you have seven more shopping days to uh, pick out your hashtag SOTU outfits. So uh, everybody get ready for that. But uh, I think if if that goes if that goes well, uh, then there could certainly be he could be a little emboldened by some uh, new polling. Uh, I do think. Speaking of the fact that the State of the Union will be delivered next week, you know, after the government was shut down for more than a month, I do think that when he says the State of the Union is good, he should use the, the air quotes and just be like, it's good, or maybe like, you know, good-ish. You know, I don't know that he should actually say it, it, it's good, but I, I don't know. You He's know. not.
1: He's going to say it's tremendous, it's fantastic. That's a great It's point. glorious. It's Biggly. the most, it's the strongest
0: it's the it's the hugest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the hugest uh, union that uh, anybody has ever seen, um, which would be a good transition to Roger Stone. But unfortunately, that's not where we're going just yet. Um, so I, I the interesting thing is well not even interesting It's not even remotely surprising. You know, I alluded to it uh, that there is obviously kind of a visceral reaction, as Tamara mentioned, from the base, which is like we want this wall. And I know how important the wall is as a storage yard resident. That's why I asked him to uh, chime in. But I think he's so engrossed in the show that he's uh, he's not commenting in the moment. But that's all right. We hope to hear from you. If not, if not during this show, uh, sometime afterwards, you can leave a comment. And any of you can leave a comment. Uh, and I would say that you know, the the most... The uh, one who apparently gets the most attention is the fact that, you know, Ann Coulter was, like, disgusted by the fact that, uh, you know, he gave in without a wall and, uh, you know, in true Ann Coulter fashion, she uh, managed to uh, say congratulations that George Herbert Walker Bush is not the uh, wimpiest president we had anymore, which was an allegation uh, against him when he was running in 1988, so way to stick with the times. And also, way to, you know, uh, I think he... Did he die, like, two, not even two months ago? So, you know, I don't think Ann Coulter really thinks uh, before she does that. Uh, she's in the Ann Coulter brand. And oh, it I'm, seems I'm sorry. To work is Ann Coulter
1: well. above dancing on the grave of a
0: <laughs> recently no, I mean, deceased
1: person? No, I mean,
0: she said, that, you know, it's funny. We, you, you know, you can say all the things does you want. Does
1: she have some sort of etiquette?
0: I mean, for her, probably. I don't know what it is. You know there has to there's something there has to be a line for her. I just don't know what it is. Um, and fair. also if That's there is fair. if there is a line, it's like yeah, but you know if you cross that line, you're going to sell two thousand more books. Then she'll probably cross that <laughs> line. You know. But you know who amongst us with a lucrative uh, multi million dollar book deal wouldn't? Um, so I don't know. I My hope point I could say myself. Well, one day, right? Or yeah. how's how's the book coming along?
2: Uh, it, it's in the design. Okay. Just All the, the, the series of five. The
0: f- series of five? Yes. Is it? Is it like uh, if if uh, Harry Potter was like a, a an institution for oh, I wish I wizards? Wizards the, who like did finance or something? Um, Am I giving it, it, it you ideas? Will, it will
2: turn you into your own finance wizard.
0: She just sold a book right there. That's amazing. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so again, not surprising uh, that it's not being well received, but he had to take that into consideration when you say, Chelsea, that he... He had to know that this wasn't going to be a popular stance when I, he spent weeks like, I'm not backing down without my wall, except for the fact that I'm now backing down without my wall.
2: I I'm, I I really think like this is my armchair psychologist opportunity right here. But I really think this goes back to a childhood and a whole life of um, never hearing no, um, probably didn't get what he really wanted, which was like affirmation, validation, attention, and and love. So he was just, like, given things. He would throw tantrums until he got them. And I know that, you know, know, Schumer said you can't, you know, govern by tantrum. And that was like a, okay, yeah, that was a nice dig. But I think that that's actually accurate. I don't even think that was hyperbole. So uh, I just don't think that he is used to sticking to his guns and not— getting his way or having the situation turn out where he can say that he got his way. This was the first situation that I think he backed himself into a corner where there was no way to spin this, because if there was a way, he certainly would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just—I I think he realized, wow, this is—I'm in over my head, and that promise that I made of I alone can fix this, he may now be realizing that that's just not the way the government works. No single person can fix or hopefully break Anything um, in our government? Oh, well, I guess he can break. So shoot, I already have to I mean, backtrack on everything that. Everything can but, break, but but that but that it's up to to one one person. And I hope that it sinks into not even just Trump's base, but all of our minds that we are already obsessed with who might be the next president. And yes, that person is important, but they're one person, and they cannot fix everything. I can go down a whole long tangent on that, but I just Let me think just I'll interject. stop there.
0: Could that one person maybe has that one person? Could that one person break everything? If, if the president can't fix everything, but can can they single handedly break everything?
2: I, I I think we're gonna have we're gonna find out in the post mortem of of his presidency. I'm sure you mean in 2024. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. you know some some agencies <laughs> are broken down. They're underfunded, sure. understaffed. Um, you know it's it's possible that it will break or severely harm some of these agencies i guess only time will tell
0: uh tamara when he uh, basically conceded uh, on on the wall standoff, he started referring about we'll get it. And he, there's like quotes around it. It's smart wall. So now he's kind of changing what the narrative is about mm-hmm. the wall. So
1: Alexa, keep out immigrants. That's what he means. That's exactly what wall.
0: he means. Which someone watching right now, like probably has the show on, and their Alexa is is like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. But good for Alexa for taking a stand. Um, but uh, what if you had to guess what the narrative is going to be over, you know, like, well, a week from now, he's got to talk about the fact that he lost this standoff and, you know, cost us billions of dollars and, you know, almost a million people uh, their paychecks. Uh, do you think that he's going to ha- – he has some elaborate – smart wall or maybe like, you know, some kind of satellite defense system that he wants to roll out. What, what do you think his fix is for being a loser on the wall, as he would characterize the situation?
1: Well, I think he'll focus more on blaming Democrats. That will be the crux of the speech, is blaming Democrats for being weak on border security mm-hmm. and, and not caring about the safety of Americans, that's how he's going to phrase it and spin it. So I think that's where he's going to have to go because he's going to have to put the focus on something like that rather than the lack of the wall. I think he's just going to conveniently just not even mention the fact
2: that he still doesn't have a wall and may potentially not have one. I, I, worse, what I fear is that he will cause some kind of new drama. Um And so then it'll give him an excuse to pay attention to some new thing. Hopefully it's not like bombing a new country or something like that where all of our attention gets diverted away and he's like, oh, sorry, guys, I got to deal with this thing. You know, the wall is going to have to
0: wait. Um, Right. I'm very, I'm very, uh, very focused on our new war with Vietnam that uh, I have waged because (laughs) uh, I think it's about time that they got some payback. In that vein,
1: in that same vein, like didn't we we found North Korea has uh, they found like three more missile sites uh, in, in North Korea. And it's like so he clearly, you know, claiming that they reached back when when. Kim jong-un and he had their summit and claims you know he also has clearly failed in denuclearizing or um yeah. arming North yeah. Korea but we're not talking about I mean the media is not talking mm-hmm. about that at all they're talking about his failure of the wall but I'm just saying guys he's failed in a lot of areas can we just spread the wealth around and 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 be fair to? Every aspect of diplomacy where your President Trump has failed.
0: But to, on, on President Trump's, uh, the plus for him, obviously, uh, Kim Jong-un has really enjoyed the handwritten notes that President Trump has sent to him. So that's what I have read about uh, North Korea lately. Mm-hmm. So at least there's that. You know, that's probably why he's like, oh, he likes my notes. Ah, what's a couple of missile silos amongst friends, you Who know? he doesn't
1: like a handwritten letter?
0: Uh, it's been a long time since i I can't criticize I him for that. Uh, and just one final point on the uh, State of the Union. Actually, uh, before we talk about that, a storage yard resident uh, d- did respond. He says that President Trump will find a way to get the wall built. National emergency is the way to go. Uh, that was what I think there were a lot, multiple advisors uh, trying to convince him not to do. But it just depends, because if ultimately he feels like this is so important to... Not to the country, but to his legacy and his reelection. Then he will. I, I think he'll ultimately try and invoke that. And uh, I, I don't. It'll quite... go to the courts and right.
2: It'll be interesting. But then,
0: but then we can see whose fault it is. You know, we can we can blame yeah. Judge Judy. You know, we can blame all. We can blame judge the Ninth Brown, Circuit. Yeah, the judge from divorce court. You know, we those are all the judges that he knows, and he's going to blame each and every one of them. Uh, in speaking about the State of the Union, uh, the response will be delivered by Stacey Abrams, who uh, did not. Was not declared the winner. I guess is the way to put that in the uh, the Georgia race. What do you think, Chelsea, about the choice of her as uh, someone to give the response?
2: Well, based on my Facebook feed, it is a very popular, exciting. Is Drexel
0: excited? Our friend Drexel heard. I actually haven't. Yes. Okay, I just yes, had a, I just had a hunch is. because I know he was a fan of hers. Yeah.
2: yeah. So. Um, okay. Cool. I don't. I don't know why I can't get that excited although I am I mean Chuck and Nancy were probably looking at each other as long as it's not not yet
0: Chuck and Nancy both touched their nose and said not it and so then they were tied so so they had to find someone else
2: so you know if she is able to give like a real response that corrects you know factual inaccuracies or really talks about things that are important rather than just as some canned a canned response then then great I hope that she does that and i hope it turns out well
0: yeah i just i hope that uh again we just made the joke but i, I hope it's a better response than the last one that we saw uh what do you think about that choice Tamara? for i'm be- happy
1: about it because i do feel it was unfair after the midterms when so many democrats were so excited about a potential beto o'rourke run for presidency and everybody's still so enthusiastic about his future but yet she lost by a narrower margin. He lost by a much larger margin than right. she did. But yet, nobody to count
0: still- Chocula. By the way, he <laughs> lost to Count Chocula. Let's point that out. Mm-hmm. Be very clear. Thank yes. you. Yes. Sure.
1: Um, but yet, there just wasn't there. I or at least I didn't see as much. You know. Grassroot excitement for
2: where her career is going. When you have Oprah in your corner, that is about as much...
0: That's true, but that was the first Happy birthday, Oprah. Oh, look at that. Did you know it was Oprah's birthday? I knew
2: it was in January, but I don't know if it was today. You just didn't know. It was today. Look at
0: that.
2: Oh, my my gosh. I have fallen in the rankings of Oprah's biggest fan. just out Oprah Oh, my God.
0: Uh, But it was the first time I'd heard her name in a while, so I was like, okay, this is good. This is a good opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, let's... uh, See what uh, what she's able to do with it. And uh, we'll uh, be excitedly watching that uh, a week from Tuesday. We will let you know if uh, we'll be able to be on after that. Or maybe we'll, we'll uh, try and hype you up beforehand. Uh, so Lorraine Rotundo Steele in the chat says, Trump has stated the wall will be built. If not, he'll use executive order to do so. Uh, I'm mostly uh, reading that comment because it uh, is... You know, on the other side, from what a, a lot of what has been said in this uh, past half hour. But also because the name Rotundo Steel does sound like the name of someone that Roger Stone would pay to swing <laughs> with he and his wife. <laughs> so uh, that's, of course, the most fascinating part of the Roger Stone story. I didn't hear this. He's a swinger. Oh yeah, <laughs> How like, did I miss to that? to the extent that I'm detail. not even going to go into the specifics, but there are uh, well documented. First of all, that he and his wife would frequent a swingers club in D.C. And as soon as you you, you heard that, you're like, <laughs> of course, there's uh, there's going to be no
1: judgment on the swinging lifestyle. By the way, that's a specific judgment on swinging with Roger Stone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in, uh, yeah, uh, and of course, you know, in in D.C., I feel like that's that's a place where. There uh, would be a lot of them, Ugh. so uh, yeah. Exa- I think actually that's <laughs> Too the name. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the club. Is Ugh. but you know, <laughs> to to you know, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, so oh, and uh, Jimbo uh, Fraben says bunch of leftists. I'm out. But thanks for sticking around for a little while. <laughs> Maybe you'll be back next week. Maybe you won't. But. Uh, if you stuck around this long, good for you.
2: Thank you for the comment. Uh, yeah,
0: you know, what are what are we going to say, you know? The
2: respectful comment. You could disagree, say, call us. Yeah. But,
0: okay. Exactly. So... Like the uh,
2: audience interaction.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is uh, the part of the Roger Stone story that I latched on. But I guess the important part is the fact that you are getting his one-time friend and associate... Jerome Corsi is uh, basically told the Mueller investigation things like when the uh, Access Hollywood tape came out during the campaign, uh, Roger Stone immediately, uh, allegedly, con- uh, communicated to Julian Assange, yeah, we need those Hillary emails now. So, uh, you know, that's the sort of, and again, that is an allegation, which well, let's just hope Roger Stone was smart enough to not say that in an email, because there's no chance he would have done that, right? There's no way that there would be a record. Uh, so that's uh, the, the, you know, when you're not seeing the, the headlines uh, about uh, he and his wife, you're seeing that uh, he recorded, he reportedly uh, requested Assange begin releasing emails uh, to counteract that. Uh, so I don't, I don't know the legality of it. It sounds bad. That that has to be against the law, right, Chelsea? I well, as far to, to as you be, can t- to
2: be the definitive word on if something is against the law, because on everything there's always you could say yes, but or no, except that okay. when so. But what about it?
0: Sound? What about it? If, if you had to make the case, like okay, he sa- he uh, communicated this with WikiLeaks, you know, well a hacking foreign entity.
2: hacking into servers is right. illegal. But
0: Roger Stone didn't do the hacking, right?
2: Foreign, foreign entities, countries Did hacking hack, in yeah. is, uh, it, it's, it's like uh, using the fruit from a poisonous tree. So you to, to use to your benefit something that right. emerged from illegal behavior makes now your uh, behavior tainted. But what I think is most important about Roger Stone possibly going down is that there's it's an entire uh, approach to how politics is played that would hopefully be going down with him. And I think you could probably only understand that if you were to see the documentary. Have you guys seen it? No, but I plan to watch it I actually on. have not I, seen that, that. I mean, but it. he has been in politics since he was like 19 years old. He's
0: a big Nixon guy. Right, yes. he's got
2: the tattoo of Nixon's face in the middle of his back.
0: But to be fair, who doesn't? Go ahead. Right. Mine's Except on my lower back. My, I, <laughs> get yep. me well. to it.
2: Um, <laughs> just like the Oprah thing. Um, and and But he... It, it shows that there is a really, I mean, if you didn't know already, ugly underbelly to politics, and he is one of those puppet masters. And he's big on on the PACs. PACs. He and his uh, uh, lobbyist uh, group that included Paul Manafort were were instrumental in making PACs a big thing. These political action committees, as a way of raising money and helping candidates without directly right, donating there, to them
0: because there's limits on what you can directly donate right. so and obviously this is certainly one of those things that both sides have these packs because if you were to be like well we're not going to use any packs you probably right. lose by a lot but
2: and he also is a great demonstration of like he was somebody who would help get people elected mm-hmm. and then turn around and then become a lobbyist to pay people to access that person that he just helped get elected.
0: Now, that sounds like it would be against the law, but I guess it's all subjective.
2: It is currently totally legal. Oh, good! Well, and then why so, aren't I a lobbyist? USA! Yeah! USA! So th- those are the kinds of things that when you that when you understand how this actually plays out would upset you, not just about Roger Stone, because Roger Stone apparently could care less if you hate him. In fact, the end of the documentary, he says, I revel in your hatred because you only hate me because I'm effective. But yeah, because... This is what happens when got- I think I know
1: what he must be into
0: in those swingers clubs. Well, here's the question, does the documentary talk about that part of his private life or it do they focus Mentions
2: it that it came up and that it sort of derailed him from begin being a bigger player in politics than he he is. He kind of had to stay under the radar, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if you when you see his personality, he's oh, not an under the him. radar yeah. kind of guy and it's why Trump either fired him or why he quit. There's. I don't
1: you know, care if you hate me. I revel in your hatred. Choke me. I mean, I revel in your <laughs> hatred.
2: But he loves the spotlight. He was doing probably too many TV interviews, and that's what Trump complained about him, that— that he was trying to take away too much
0: of the spotlight. I mean, the day before he was arrested, he did a radio interview with uh, Jim Norton and Sam Roberts, who, in some form or another, have been a guest on this show uh, in the past. Uh, Jim might have looked a little different, but it's you know, it, it's not like he was on, I don't know, Morning Joe or Fox and Friends. You know, he's just he's just doing like a basically like a, a goofy morning radio show. You know, and. He, I think, wouldn't say no to interviews. And I can see...
2: I mean, he's saying, you know, it is better to be infamous than to not be heard of at all. I believe he said that in the interview, which I listened to. And also, ironically, he was somebody else who was out on the campaign trail for Trump
0: doing the whole lock her up thing, which... Right. Which, Came back to bite him when he was uh, walking were, to court today. Kind of the arraignment, were, they, were they were chanting. To, they were chanting, lock "One, up. lock him up." And uh, there were plenty of Russian flags on display. Um, but there were also,
1: uh, like, wasn't the crowd half and half of supporters for him and protesters against him?
0: Well, I only, <clears throat> I only skim fake news, so <laughs> I didn't actually read that the, there were supporters. But of course, it makes sense that there would be. Um, <clears throat> what I think is probably the most egregious thing. In his history, though, is that he used uh, his credit card is linked to an ad that was paid for that said, "quote, hot insatiable lady and her handsome bodybuilder husband." Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Experienced swingers seek similar couples or exceptional muscular well-hung single men, which is what I alluded to in the beginning. I just mean, I'm,
1: I'm glad you so, put experience. So because
0: he, well, because you know you don't want to go alone. You don't want to yeah. swing for the first time yeah, with another he, couple. But handsome bodybuilder, husband, come on, Roger Stone. You've seen a mirror. You saw Steve Martin's impression of you on Saturday Night Live, didn't you? Come on. When were you a bodybuilder? That's the real question. You know, that's that's what it really comes down to. Um, so this to me is an indication and, you know, obviously this is something that, uh, Scott's always, uh, quick to talk about when he's here, uh, is that we might be getting a little bit closer to the end of the road for this, uh, mother investigation. If they're arresting someone or not, uh, what is the right term? Is indicting. indicting? Yeah. Indicting Roger Stone, because that's like, okay, that's pretty high up on the food chain. You know, maybe if, if you have an indictment to serve, I don't know someone a little bit closer to the president. You're that's the kind of at the end of it, but do you get the feeling, Chelsea, that if somebody? You know, and again, he's more of a media figure than, you know, than a trusted advisor, I guess. But does that tell you that we're getting pretty close to the end of well, this Well,
2: ironically, if you watch the documentary, yeah. Trump is in it saying that he's been friends with Roger for 40 years. And
0: was the documentary made uh, after Trump was president or was it uh, while he was campaigning? He, uh, or?
2: I, I believe uh, after he won.
0: OK, after he won. I just was because... Mm-hmm. You know, host of The Apprentice, uh, talking about how great you are, Dennis Rodman, is a lot different you know, than d- d- the president saying, Donald's, how "Donald, uh, you know, Rodman. says
2: you know." A lot of people say that Roger's a, a bad, tough, you know, dirty trickster guy, but I actually think he's a quality person. I, so,
0: I think that he's a, a much dirtier, tricksterier guy than you would ever know, but uh, that's why I love him.
2: And, and, and it tells the whole history of how long since the 80s Roger Stone has been encouraging Trump to to run and how instrumental he was in putting together the, the message. So I, I mean, I almost feel like, Mueller, if you haven't seen that documentary, you really should. I think it'll help you out. But
0: I would assume that someone in the special prosecutor's yeah. office has seen the document. It's on so. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody I,
1: they... just passed him a Post it note about yeah. it or something.
0: And, and he's and it's, so on his to do list, it said Bird Box, but then he actually drew an arrow over mm-hmm. Bird Box and he's like, I'm going to watch this first. And then Marie then, Kondo
2: right after. Dumplin.
0: And and then the Ted Bundy uh, documentary. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Firefest. So really, there's a lot. Oh, there's so many to watch, but this is one to get to. <laughs> um, all right. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that uh, unfolds. Uh, Roger Stone says he's not guilty. So. Uh,
1: oh, so, okay. I'm yeah. sorry.
0: He also said he's a bodybuilder, though, Tamara. I was
1: mistaken. Yeah,
0: so uh, obviously he's a good guy, and Carolyn also still in the chat, so she can't wait for the trial. He
2: talked about how he, from a young age, discovered the power of disinformation, but then he says, but then I never used it again.
0: Yeah, no, of course, why would you use it when you figure out how effective it is, you know? So, you know, that's... You know, it's like telling him that if you keep doing something, he would have gone blind. I'm sure he stopped at that point. He didn't <laughs> keep doing it. Um, in any case, uh, so, uh, and uh, Carolyn also hopes that Roger goes away for a long time. You know, I feel like he'd be really into going to prison. It's just, it's yeah. just oh, just I just, I just feel like he, he's, <laughs> he probably watches a lot of Orange's New Black. You
1: know, you know? what you can hey. do in prison is you got a lot of time to keep working out. That's for true. Your body because builders. he's a
0: bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah. And just uh, just imagine, you don't even have to take out personal ads if you wanna if you wanna swing, uh, but anyway, let us know what you think uh, in the chat for those watching live. If you're watching the archive, not about the swinger thing. I mean, if, w- if you really I- want if to, if you, okay, if you feel like I'm wrong and I'm uh, and Roger Stone was really a bodybuilder, uh, and you know I'm just not giving him his due, and that's the biggest problem with the story. Then please let us know. <laughs> you can also tweet us at TrumpReportABTV. Uh, All right, so let's talk about global warming, which we don't talk about uh, often enough on this show. Because we call it climate change for a reason. Well, we're going to talk about it in the terms of global warming because President Trump tweets out, quote, What the hell is going on with global warming? Please come back fast. We need you. Uh, And Trump misspells uh, tweets about the uh, coldest ever recorded temperatures in the Midwest uh, as he uh, takes a swipe at climate change. And I guess what this comes down to that people will make the point that it's such an obvious thing, and maybe I need to be reminded once in a while that the climate and weather are actually very different things. That yes, it is, it is indeed very cold right now, but that's probably why they don't call it global warming anymore. That it's like, well, it's it's climate change. That's how you get your polar vortices and of the
2: oceans yeah. has. So it's it's a kind of a slightly complicated thing. Um, I think this should be used as some sort of, like, you fail elementary school if you, well, okay, fine, maybe
0: middle school. Maybe middle, maybe school. middle that That's, seems like a middle, middle school, school thing, let's be if honest. You, if you yeah. can't
2: understand this. I mean, this kind of comment, the fact that he would say it just means he knows that there are some people who will read it and be like, yeah, that makes total sense, and those are the people that we should all cry for and say, wow, how our education system has really truly failed.
0: Uh, Tamara, what do you say to the notion that, uh, President Trump, President Trump has been able to, uh, you know, combat global warming in a way President Obama never could, and he's created the lowest temperatures in the Midwest (laughs) that we've ever seen historically? You have to give him credit for that, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I do give him credit for uh, the coldest winter, uh, the Midwest has seen. Ever! Ever! with a all minus, time. Minus, minus
0: 55 degree wind chills. Um, so, yeah, give credit uh, where credit is due. And by the way, due. speaking of giving credit where credit is due, I wish that um, I could take credit for saying that President Trump has lowered temperatures, but it was a real Twitter argument that I saw. And... At first, I'm like, okay, this guy is definitely pulling over somebody's leg. I'm like, no, I think that he he's just like, well, look what Trump has done. He's created colder weather in the Midwest, and you have never done that, <laughs> uh, President Obama. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's—look, it's a question that comes up a lot sort of conversationally, you know, like— I've heard plenty of people say so when I worked on a daily radio show, people would be like, yeah, we sure could use more of that global warming. You and, know?
2: The, and those people really need to should be required to go back to like middle school should like have to like time out of can, society. and Just you have to have clarify, to go back. climate change means extreme conditions. So that
1: means hotter summers, colder winters, bigger storms,
2: extreme conditions. I, I, I just I just I I I. I can't. I can't take it seriously. I can't. I, I don't know how, how if somebody if you were to say that to me right now with a straight face. Yes. I don't even know. I would just probably respectfully and just not look at you and just move away. There's just I mean, that's I, happened I, on
0: the show before. <laughs> that would be the first time. I, so that's all right. You
2: know, I, I would like to be able to stay engaged in a civil discourse. I just don't know how to do that. And I don't want to say with dumb people, but with
0: well, look, there, with there's willfully
2: ignorant. Uh, that's what my term is going to be:
0: willfully ignorant. And look, there's just the fact of the matter is that people probably don't understand the difference, and they, you know, they don't want to be, you know, on that side of the conversation. I think that you know. So then,
2: just some, keep your mouth quiet, and then well, just ask questions of people and trying to learn. Read an article. Read a documentary. Go back to school.
0: Or, you know, just someone else tweet, you know, however, you know, so what you get 280 characters on Twitter now, just respond, you know, quote President Trump and be like, you know, well, here's the difference, but, you know, here's a link, read that, you know, and that's the level uh, that it would probably work best on. Uh, But yes, so you're not taking people like that seriously. Uh, Someone who I don't know that we should take seriously. Uh, There's a lot of people running for president, but uh, Howard Schultz the former Starbucks CEO uh, has said that he might want to run and he might run as an independent. So uh, Democrats took that very seriously and a number of Democratic organizations have said that they would begin boycotting Starbucks if he ran as an independent um, because of the, the damage that he would do, uh, you know, he would take votes away from Spoiler. President Trump. But um, I, I don't know. I don't think that... I think that Howard Schultz has an inflated idea of uh, how viable he is as a candidate. I mean, he's wildly unpopular in, uh, in Washington State, where he's from, because of just moving the Seattle superSonics that alone. Uh, so he's not gonna win Washington state in, in any kind of meaningful way. And you, you should probably you know win a few more you know uh, as, as Chelsea uh, Chelsea uh, Chelsea Clinton. As Chelsea Clinton's mom found out the hard way, you know you should have probably won a couple more states. But uh, when you hear something like this, It's less about him as a viable candidate, but somebody running as an independent and then Democrats are like, oh, my God, we're going to boycott the company that you no longer work for. But uh, he does legitimately make some money off of off of the company. It's not like he sold everything. He's not an idiot. He's not Roger Stone. But um, (laughs) do you think that Democrats should be so quick to say, like, don't you dare run as an independent?
2: I mean, I want to be the person who says the more the merrier. Be engaged, right. Every, you know. Run. Let's listen to everybody. And I would say, okay, come on in. But then after the primaries, like you know, bow out. You know, add your contribution to the conversation of ideas and how you s- see things going. Although that I heard him on sixty minutes didn't offer what I think was anything uh, new. He, but he just doesn't believe that we have the money for universal health care or education. But I, I didn't hear what he
0: was really for. He's a
1: businessman. He's a businessman, Trump well, supporters. And that's
0: kind of what I'm wondering is how many more businessmen are going to be like, well, I'm a better businessman than Trump. So it is like Mark Cuban and. Everyone on Shark Tank, like, are they all going to run for president? Because I they're like, don't oh, we're better so. No, I don't, I don't think so either. But I think it,
1: anybody who has owned a business who has not been sued by their employees is a better businessman
2: than Trump. Which mm, means that that's does rule a out a lot. Of that people. rules out a
0: lot of businessmen, though. Yeah. There's a business people, by the way. But the, the truth
2: is, is the way that the system is right now, a third party candidate, an independent, would, in all practicality, serve as a as a spoiler. So. I understand that many people are highly discouraging of isn't, of him or anybody else running, as, running, as, an running as an independent. You know, it's possible. But here is what I came up in my mind that would make me just as happy as Bernie. Um, running would be if Bernie would get to moderate all the debates or, the know, realistically, <laughs>
0: let's just say one, you know, like if he Maybe. gets to, to moderate the, the one, the people
2: who ask the questions yeah. are the ones who are giving us the the issues that we're all talking about. And Bernie's questions, Bernie's topics that he would bring up, first of all, would be like, "How do you plan on on solving poverty? How
1: do you plan
2: on solving poverty? Right? It would right. not be questions about emails. And um, you know, the, it, it 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 would be like things well, that actually a- I think, apply. I think I think it's a Americans. good point,
0: and it's something that we'll uh, certainly revisit uh, next week and into the future. Uh, the idea that you know Bernie could be running as a should as run a,
2: for moderator. but if he but if he of were all- to run
0: as an independent. I think that's exactly the case. That uh, That's exactly somebody that people are, are afraid of. Uh, imagine if he had run as an independent in 2016, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Chelsea might say he would have won. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. we will have to put a pin in that for uh, this week. Thanks so much to everybody who joined us in the chat, even those of you who only joined us briefly. Um, <laughs> we will uh, see you next week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TrumpReportABTV. We will let you know if you find us at our usual time or after the State of the Union. There's some scheduling quirks to work out. You can follow me on Twitter at ChristianDMZ. Chelsea, where do people find you?
1: At Chelsea Galicia. And Tamara. Hey, Tamara underscore
0: on Twitter. There you go. And um, we will uh, see you next week. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye. Our
1: founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later.